What kind of whiskey you got? Jim Beam. Keeping it simple. Yeah, I've always been a Jack guy. I don't know why. Ooh, see, Jack is too sweet for me. See, and that's got that weird. What's the, is it? What's the flavor that that Beam has? It's I don't know. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> is it peaty? That's not peaty. There's just something about it. Oaky? Maybe it's oaky. I don't know. I'll say it's oaky. Alright, you ready to do this? Sure. Right, as ready as I'll be. Hey everybody, welcome down to another edition of Dive Bar Mitzvah. Hey, it is me, your pal Ian. How you doing? Um, it is a wonderful day here. We're in, um, it's, it's, the sun's going down, it's, it's beautiful outside, it's a, it's a lovely uh, early fall day. Well, actually, it's not early fall, it's November 2nd here is when we're recording this. But um, we're doing something that we don't usually do. I'm sure that uh, our regular listeners will not be surprised by this, but we usually tape these... I don't know, around 10 uh, or 11 or later if possible. Um, and, and we tape it during the week. And a lot of times the, the guest will look at me and go, fuck, you want to do this at 10? What kind of vampire are you? And the answer is a party vampire. Uh, but today we're doing it a little earlier. Right now it's barely 6 o'clock uh, here at the Schooner Tavern in what neighborhood is this, Rich? Uh, I, I don't know. It's on East Lake Street. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, it, it's, it used to be next to a rainbow. Now it's next to a big open building that uh, until recently sold Halloween supplies. Um, but I was driving in, uh, rushing in and out of, of, of rush hour traffic. Sun is going down. It's beautiful. I was driving over the 35W Bridge. I had ZZ Top playing really loud, looking at the sunset. And I thought to myself, the only thing that could make this better, Dr. Pepper Gum. Do you remember Dr. Pepper gum? It was delicious. Wow. It was absolutely awesome. It had a flowing center. I don't oh, yeah. know why. I have not thought about this since I was a wee lad. But for some reason, I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. Only thing that could make this better is fucking Dr. Pepper gum. They don't make Dr. Pepper gum. They haven't since the 90s, I'm sure. But it's delightful. Damn it. This day is ruined because I don't have any fucking Dr. Pepper gum. Uh, and this is also coming out the day before uh, our big election. So uh, hopefully everybody goes out and votes. For Hillary, uh, or vote for Trump. I, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore, though. It's I, 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 this might be the last episode we do because I might just fucking move away. You know what? It could go really badly uh, on Tuesday, and I'll be like, "Well, fuck this. The world does not deserve dive bar mitzvah anymore." I put in all this goddamn work, and if you guys are going to vote for Trump or elect some sort of asshole like that, I'm fucking over it. I'm done. I'm leaving. But what could make it better, though, if we do end up having? Uh, Republican candidate Donald Trump in the White House in 2017. It would be all right if I became soil and water commissioner. Now, you might know if you're Facebook friends with me, uh, every four years, or every two years, actually, I start pumping the, uh, a Facebook group I started really hard. It's called Ian Rand's All-Purpose Write-In Candidate. If you see anything on your ballot, be it a judge, uh, dog catcher, I don't care, and there's a write-in option, why vote for someone you don't know when you can vote for someone you like? Me, your friend Ian. Seriously, all you have to do, write I-A-N-R-A-N-S. It's seven letters and a space in the middle, man. It's super simple. It's, I, you know what, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about the future of America, and I would like to do whatever I can to help it, just, you know, without any actual, you know, campaign funds or work behind it. I just, you know, occasionally will post something funny on Ian Rand's all-purpose write-in candidate. So um, you're probably dicking around on Facebook right now. Hell, you're listening to a podcast. Obviously, you're not working. So go uh, like Ian Rand's all-purpose write-in candidate. And tomorrow, when you go vote, vote early, vote often for Ian Rand's all-purpose write-in candidate. I, and actually, when the, uh, what was it, the Al Franken election, when it got all contested, 
against what's his nuts. Um, the the Star Tribune actually was showing some of the contested ballots, and one of which had Ian Rands as a write-in candidate. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not saying it's the proudest <laughs> moment of my life. It's pretty, pretty close to the proudest moment of my life. Um, I didn't. I, I don't think I captured a ghost. Last episode we talked about that. that there might have been ghost on an episode of Dive Bar Mitzvah. I don't think I got that. But you know what? That moment in the Star Tribune was good. But actually getting elected this year, 2016, we could make it happen. That is what would make my life complete. And I could write my mom and go, see, I'm not a failure. Speaking of haunted things, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're here at the Schooner Bar. It's been here since 1932. I'm sorry, the Schooner Tavern. It's been here since 1932. It's the only bar we've ever recorded in that has a barber shop attached. It's the damnedest thing. You know what? I, if I didn't already have a very good relationship with my barber, I would probably go to the barber in the Schooner Tavern. I mean, it's just it's it's a little corner of the building, and there's a guy in there cutting old school hair, and it's probably awesome. Now, this place is probably haunted. Um, I don't know that. I will look at the footage later and then try to dream something up if it's possible. Uh, but you can't have a bar this ramshackle and this awesome. It's been going on for this long without some oddball dead characters floating through it. Uh, tonight, uh, is, is they're having music shortly after we wrap this up. Curtis A is playing. Uh, they've actually really kind of turned around their... Uh, their music gigs around here. They used to be kind of like, eh, kind of like bullshit country and, country and western stuff. Now it's gotten a lot better. Steve McClellan, uh, the uh, former guest of Dive Bar Mitzvah and uh, founder of the First Avenue and 7th Street Entry, he often works here as a bartender on weekends. What? Uh, so yeah, he does. Little known fact. It's wow. true. You can pop in and say hey to Steve. Uh, Did not know that. Yeah, he does because he's always on touch, always on top of stuff. He's always in touch with the moment. He's not here today, but you know what? Damn it, we're thinking of you, Steve. Not that you need to Always. be in. Our, not that you need to be in our thoughts. There's nothing wrong with him. I don't want to start any panic or anything. But yeah, everything's fine. I'm gonna move on. Uh, but anyway, uh, and, and oddly enough, the uh, the schooner, a place I was sure I'd been to until I came in here the first time like 10 years ago. And it turned out I think I just dreamt about the place once because I remembered exactly how it looked, everything about it. And then I walked in like. I've never been to this place before in my life, but it's a fine place. I recommend you all stop by and say hey, and on the weekend, say hey to Steve McClellan, one-time guest of Dive Bar Mitzvah. Now, it's not about him. That's the past. You're living in the past, listener. No, I'm talking about the future now. I'm talking about the, our, today's guest. Uh, also was a guest on Drinking with Ian several, yeah. several, several years ago. Yeah, um, wow. When, well, yeah, when you did a little blog called Switchblade Comb. He is yeah. now one of the uh, big movers and shakers at Sound Unseen, and we're going to be talking to him a little bit about that today. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Gill. Hey, Rich. How you doing? Hey, all right. I'm doing good. I just Thanks gave you like Ian. a 10-minute introduction, <laughs> and you're like, I'm, I'm all like, right. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Everything's good. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, this is great. I've never been here before. Um, uh, it has a phone booth. In, inside of it, which and is probably the last remaining phone booth in uh, America. Yeah, it, it it's got and it actually has a a phone in it. A lot of times you'll yeah. see a phone booth in a corner, and it'll have like old magazines, or it'll just kind of be dusty. This one still has a fully working phone in it. Coin um, operated. Yeah, so I mean, if you need to make a ransom demand, <laughs> you're looking for something with not with. I mean, I don't. I, there's probably security cameras around here, but you know, put on a put on a hat and a fake mustache or something, and come in here and, and use their phone booth. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you don't want to be traced, the Schooner Tavern's got your <laughs> number, a, man. That's a place. This is it. That is the place. Um, so as I said, uh, sound and scenes coming up, and uh, tell me. I mean, and, and let's just touch about this a, a little bit coming up. But I mean, how'd you get involved with this? Because you'd worked for. Uh, the Uptown yeah. forever, and yeah. I, I mean, which I think is one of the sweetest gigs you could have. And uh, now here you are with Sound Unseen. How did that happen, Rich? Uh, well, like you had mentioned before, I did. Uh, 
I was kind of the editor and a writer for this music blog uh, years ago called Switchblade Comb. Mm -hmm. And through that, I had met uh, festival director Jim Brunzel. Yeah, also a one-time guest. A one-time guest, yeah. yes, exactly. Or forever a guest. You know, like after you're president, you're still president. You're, yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. they still call George W. Bush president. So, you know, he's yeah. a guest. He's a guest on that purpose. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I had, you know, kind of uh, formed a relationship with him, a friendship, and always kind of said, you know, if you ever need any extra help with Sound Unseen, I would love to be involved. I have a background in uh, theater stuff, so, you know, I kind of know. Rich did not turn off his phone for this. I, You're getting a call right now. It could know, be very um, important. Well, not important enough. So I didn't turn off my phone, but I I'm not as popular as you are. Not more important than Ian, Yeah, obviously. Okay, I'm sorry. Please go on. Uh, but yeah, I you know I had told Jim if if you ever need any help with sound and scene to let me know. Lo and behold, a couple years later, he was moving to Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. to become a director of another uh, film festival. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, we actually do need some help here in Minneapolis. So next what you know, are you doing?" Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm uh, watching a bunch of movies and programming a film festival, which is awesome. Now, how long has uh, Sound Unseen been going on? This is the 17th year. And you've been involved for how long? This is my third year. Now, and I, I've noticed in the last couple of years especially, but I mean, it, it, it's the, the quality, I'm not saying it's gone up, but I mean, it's, it's rare to see, uh, you know, around here, especially a, a, music, or a, a, a film festival dedicated to music films. Mm. Is that odd nationally? I mean, because this is great. I mean, and I, I, I don't think that you guys are unheralded necessarily, but I think that you could be more heralded. I don't know if I don't know how you herald, but if you're out there and you have some heralding to do, herald sound unseen. Yeah, it's one of you know, if not the only sort of music based. I think there's a couple other uh, festivals that focus on music, but you know, and I think that's what makes it so. Uh, you know, sort of special, cool, is because we're not looking at, you know, 500 films of different genres. We're very specialized, so we can, you know, be selective. Yeah. And it's a short festival, too. It's only like four days, so we're not trying to fit 50 movies into a week. Yeah. It's like, here's the best. How many films do you have coming up this year? Uh, I believe it's 16 okay. features and then like eight or nine short films. Wow, okay. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's at the Trilon. The Trilon. Bryant McBowl, uh, McNally Smith mm -hmm. in St. Paul. Which is a great room. If you haven't been there, yeah. dear listener. Go in there, check it out. I went for a different film festival. I went and saw the uh, a Parliament documentary, yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was it's great. I mean, I've seen stuff at Sound and Scenes done there, but it's a it's a really nice room, mm -hmm. and the volunteers obviously know what they're doing and and, and take really good care of the spot. Yeah, absolutely. They've been, they've been a huge supporter of us uh, the last several years, and it's always nice to kind of go back there and have that as sort of our home base. Yeah, and I, I, I would imagine that the community support is, is paramount with a, an event like this. And But but fuck that. I mean, you've got one of my dream jobs. I, I, I'm a night owl. I, I, I make no bones about it. I, I typically go to bed around 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know sure. why. It's just how I am. But, and, you know, and, I'll, and oftentimes I'll be working. I'll be doing actual things. I'm not just, you know, chasing cars or howling at the moon. No, I'm actually doing, you know, real productive adult things. But sometimes I'm just dicking around and watching documentaries. And that's what I love to do more than anything else. Make mm -hmm. a cocktail and uh, watch, watch a uh, decent music documentary. How many, how many documentaries did you have to watch for this year's event? I mean, round number, you think? Um, I mean, we submitted to us. We probably got... 
this year wasn't as as many as last year, but mm-hmm. this year uh, submitted we probably got uh, ninety films. That's a lot of damn films. Did, it you, is. did you watch them all? No. Okay. <laughs> there's there's two of us, so okay. thankfully I don't have to. Uh, I would love to be able to watch all of them, but yeah. th- that's all I would be doing all the time. Yeah. Uh, but it is, you know, it's great to be able to see stuff, uh, you know, that you love, that you see it and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. No one else is going to see this for another, like, six, eight months, and that's maybe. Ex- and that's especially why I'm jealous of you, because mm. I love music documentaries and the feeling of self-importance. You know, yeah. if I can watch something before everybody else, yeah. I'm like, ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know... And then, that like, is... then I'll put something really vague about it on Facebook. Oh, you guys got to watch for this, you know, like, like next year. You know, whatever, <laughs> you know. That is one of the perks. It's nice being able to, you know, you see a trailer for something that's like, oh, this, like, cool documentary about, you know, Jimmy Scott or, you know, whoever... And then you can just be like, oh, I'm going to email the director and see if I can get a link to it so we can maybe play it. And then the next day or later that night, you're watching that movie. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And what are you looking for uh, when you're going through that that great number of documentaries that you have to you have to weed through? What what makes a good entrant into the Sound Unseen Festival? Um, Something that, you know, subject matter uh, is a big thing because, you know. If, if if I was just booking the festival for me, mm-hmm. um, it would be wildly different. Yeah. Um, In what way? Um, I mean, it would be a lot more just like, you know, heavy metal, noisy like, punk rock, punk rock yeah, yeah, of documentaries. Um, but it's kind of like finding stuff that can appeal to a, a, a broader mm-hmm. audience, um, and also something that just kind of grabs you. Every year, I find something that is about uh, an artist or a band who's like, oh, I've heard of these yeah. guys, or I've heard of, you know, this singer, but I'm not very familiar yeah, and with them. And then I, I watch it, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. I've been missing out. I, I didn't know jack nor shit about Bill Withers. Uh, mm-hmm. when I, I, I think it was on Hulu or something, and I'd watched literally every other music documentary that was available to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, fuck. I'm going to watch this goddamn documentary, and it's going to be like, you know, here's 10 minutes of the good times, and then he found Jesus or some shit. It's going to be nothing but that for the next hour and a half. Like, I don't have yeah. it in me. So I finally put it on, and, like, you know, the first five minutes, I'm just, I'm sold. I mean, I want to be seduced. I'm an easy I'm an easy target for this stuff. And yeah. I watch the first five minutes with like, my mouth open. I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. He did all those songs. So I just, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, like, pause it without breaking the gaze of the television, walk downstairs, make a cocktail, and just get really comfortable. I'm just like, yeah. this is going to be good. I mean, and, and now... I'm a man who owns pretty much. I own literally the entire Bill Withers this discography, and I will, I will, I will defend him on podcasts uh, for no reason. Uh, now who have you found that you became fans of uh, through this? Uh, this year, uh, particularly um, Sparkle Horse. Okay, uh, we're playing a documentary about. I remember um, the name. I, I mean, yeah, I think they played around a lot back in the day, but they I don't did, remember like, much about them. Late nineties, yeah. uh, early two thousands. But yeah, that was a band that I was I was familiar with, and I had heard of them, but I'd never listened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched this documentary, and it's just I, I have a, I have a real thing for like sort of tragic figures. Yeah, which is why you know when I was younger, it was just like oh, you know, fucking Sid Vicious or whoever, you know. Uh, but the, but uh, I forget the guy the the Martin mm-hmm. Linkhouse I think yeah, his name was. That sounds right. Um, was just like you know. Battled demons his entire life, mental illness, mm-hmm. uh, physical illness, and um, it was just super interesting and a great character uh, for a movie to be based on. Yeah, 
and it just kind of drew me in and I was like holy shit why haven't I ever listened to this band? Of course. And then I went back and I was like, oh, these songs are amazing too. So, which yeah. is, well, yeah, I mean, it, but it's nice to contextualize uh, bands like that sometimes. Where if you just listen to a cold, it's just like, eh, whatever. But when you get into the story, you're like, oh, yeah. this is where that came from. This yeah. is why that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was friends with Vic Chestnut. Mm-hmm. And um, so, the, and they kind of had this like relationship. And then when Vic, uh, committed suicide it kind of took him down this downward spiral and stuff and it's just so it's a really dark one it's it's a it's a dark movie yep. yeah sorry to bring it down a little bit but um yeah that, and you, but you can see that this year at the 17th annual exactly. sound unseen film festival that's right uh and uh what was it last year a year and a half ago you brought to town a movie that i had always wanted to see on the big screen i mean it was out there and if you really looked for it you could find it uh, but it was a movie shot here in Minneapolis that not a lot of people have seen and starring a guy and directed and written by a guy who a lot of people know. I'm talking about Los Enchiladas, the uh, movie yeah. made by Mitch Hedberg. And you actually, uh, against all odds, got this played on a screen. I, mean, I figured it would be one of those movies that the rights would have been tied up in limbo. Yeah. Like it would have been impossible to, I mean, who the hell do you contact about something like that? But you made it happen. How did that go? Yeah. Um, well, it was, I mean, it was a conversation that you and I had yep. where, uh, no, you're like, I actually you're like, totally forgot yep. that it was. Oh yeah, that's I right. To, I did not mean to plug myself. <laughs> Shit. Um, that's but why, no, that's I was, why I was so interested <laughs> in it. It might've been partially my idea. Uh, no, that's, it's funny because it is like, you know, uh, we were talking about that mm-hmm. and you, and you had just like haphazardly thrown it out. Like, have you ever tried to do a Los Enchiladas? And I was like, I did at one point and kind of just ran into a brick wall mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to try for that again. And um, got in touch with uh, Dan from Stand Up Records, uh, who uh, gave me uh, Mitch Hedberg's widow's uh, contact information. Lynn Shawcroft. Lynn Shawcroft, yep. Who is a fucking sweetheart. She's the nicest person. Uh, And I just, you know, completely uh, cold Facebook messaged her. And I was like... I was just like, hey, I'd really love to do this. Um, I know it's never been shown, but can we make this happen? It was literally never shown anywhere, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there was, I had seen it at a cast and crew screening. Okay, because you helped work on it, right? As I a, did. Yeah. I, was a, I was a grip on it when I when, was Because like that's everything 16. coming together. Because I think I just threw yeah. it out there where you had an idea, and it was a fine idea, but I'm like, what about Los Angeles? And then you're yeah. like, oh, I helped work on that movie. You're like, well, Jesus Christ, okay. So that's, that's always kind of been in the back of my mind. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we should, if we could fucking do this. And it it worked out. She was super into it. Um, she flew herself up, uh, brought his family out, and we had two amazing sold out shows. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. It's probably probably the pinnacle of uh, my film programming. And I was just I just remembered that I was kind of tangentially involved with it as being a part of Stand Up Records, mm-hmm. and I was very proud that we got that together. And by we, yeah. I mean mostly you. Uh, I mean, entirely you, but it was still just like, you know what, this is great. This is actually doing something that, you know, wouldn't happen in most other cities. And that's sort of, and that's what kind of, you know, keeps me going with this or drew me to it is, you know, something like just an offhand comment on like Facebook Messenger. And it's like, oh, yeah, why don't we just do this? Like we have, we have the means, we Mm -hmm. have the space. Uh, What's stopping us? Yeah, exactly. You know, and then just making awesome shit like that happening yeah and speaking of awesome shit uh, let's go over the stuff you're really excited about this year 
Um, sure. What do we have coming up that the, that the good people should see? You brought a, uh, a program with you. I look at that. A, I brought a freshly made program. And you could look at one of these, I assume, on where? Sound Unseen? Uh, SoundUnseen.com. Okay. We'll also have physical copies out this weekend at all of your local uh, watering holes and record stores yeah. and whatnot. All right. So what do we got that you're excited about? Um, the first one is uh, uh, this Colin Hay documentary, Waiting for My uh, Real Life. And Colin Hay was the guy from Minute Work, right? He, he was. Minute yes. Work. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I, uh, wrote one of the most amazing songs of all time, Overkill. Overkill. Everybody loves yeah. Overkill. Oh. Overkill's a great song. I've been, I've been trying to convince uh, Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack mm-hmm. to cover that song forever. You need the alto sax. Da, da, yeah. da, 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 well, have you, heard, have you heard his acoustic version? No. Colin Hay's a, no, he no. Did no. A, uh, his very first acoustic record was just called Man at Work. Mm-hmm. How yeah, clever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's an acoustic version of it that is just incredible. Okay. And, yeah. And it was one of those songs that I remembered from childhood. And, I mean, you know what? I was like five when that fucking album came out. But it was yeah. unavoidable. It was oh, playing yeah. everywhere. And I had not given that album another thought since then. And then I think it was it Scrubs. That used it, and then everybody went, you know what that was? And then everybody was like, yeah, I always loved that song. Uh, but it, it's, it's just, it's a great, it, we, it was a great era, because you could actually have a dark pop song in, yeah. like, it, with using a lot of minor keys. Yeah. You, you can't do that much anymore. It, it's it's no. an amazing tune. Anyway, though. Um, no, but it's, it's funny that you bring up the Scrubs thing, because I never, I never watched Scrubs. Never saw I saw, it, like, yeah. I saw like one episode, and I was like, this show is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably and did the exact same thing. I want to punch Zach Braff in the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm watching this independent docu- of the show, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but I'm watching this documentary, and I'm like, "Why the fuck is Zach Braff on this? Like, what does he have to do with any of this?" Yeah. And then halfway through, it's like sort of his resurgence, and they're like, "Oh, and you know, I brought this to the director that we should have him on Scrubs," and I was like, "Oh, that's why." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, "All right, fine." Zach Braff helped him out. So is Zach Braff's in the documentary? <laughs> he is. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 I see. Yeah. That is odd. But, yeah, yeah okay, so that's what you're excited about. I mean, um, I assume yeah. it's an interesting story about Men at Work. I mean, because that album came out in Australia and was huge there, and then they almost didn't release it in the United States. Yeah, well, they were, they were. I mean, even before they... This is al- just the casual knowledge I have on the top of my head about Men at Work, <laughs> yeah. and this is why I'm borderline unemployable. <laughs> I, just, I got shit Well, like even before the out. album came out, they were huge. That You know, they were mm-hmm. just started out as a bar band, yeah. and they were selling out bars nightly doing that whole like pub scene Mm -hmm. down there and yeah they weren't going to release it here in the states and then their uh australian record label guy convinced i don't remember who whoever was in charge of the label Mm -hmm. in the states was like you have to do this and then it It will cost you no money the album is already recorded the single went to number one yeah (laughs) it was i'm sure it was one of those Told you so. Yeah, and um, as a in, a in a podcasting note, the uh, popcorn you heard popping earlier, I can now smell. It smells delicious. <laughs> it does. It does. It smells very good. And I don't like popcorn because I work at a movie theater. Oh yeah, all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What associative? Okay, all right. Yeah, what associative stuff do you have that you hate because of working in a theater? I'm going to write that down as a later question that I'll probably forget <laughs> about. Uh, what else do we have coming up that you're excited about this year? Um, let's see. Who is Lydia Loveless? Uh, documentary about uh, the country singer Lydia Lovelace, who mm-hmm. was just here with uh, Drive By Truckers. Okay, and she's it's a, an, again, it's a name I know, but I don't know anything about her. And she was another person who I I had heard some of her stuff, but wasn't very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like a country singer in the tradition of like Steve Earle, mm-hmm. you know, who's just wow, this is like the real shit. And yeah. she's young, you mm-hmm. know, super young, but just 
that sort of like hard living, hard drinking, sort of little bit of replacements rock yeah. thrown in there. Okay. So, uh, Which comes inherent with the hard drinking part. I think yeah, that, I think that goes drinking, without saying. There'll be a little bit of replacement sound in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, but it's great. It's you know it's another it's another one like I said that I wasn't super familiar with her, mm-hmm. but um, I was really taken by the documentary and it's definitely one of my uh, favorites. And I became a huge fan of hers after that. And how many of these did you guys uh, seek out? And how many of these were you lucky enough just to have land on your doorstop? Um, it's a it's about half and half. Okay. Um, Jim Brunzel, the other programmer, he goes to one-time guest of Turner, one, all-time, all-time guest. All-time guest of, of for uh, You know, he goes to South by Southwest and uh, Sundance yeah, and all those. Yeah, because he's a lucky son of a Because he's a lucky son. And I keep trying to get myself exactly. out there. But As you should. That shit is expensive. Yeah. Uh, so he'll, you know, see some of that stuff. And we'll look at what uh, other festivals are playing, like uh, Tribeca and mm-hmm. Simfest in Chicago, which is kind of similar to what we do. Uh, and get ideas there, but some of them are just, you know, submitted to us, like the Sparkle Horse one. Yeah. And um, and then some of them, like the Lydia Lovelace doc, was directed by Gorman Bouchard, who did the Replacements documentary, Call okay. Me Obsessed, yeah. a couple yeah. years yeah. ago. Um, so we, you know, have a relationship with him, and anytime he has something, it's just like, yeah, let's take a look. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, so moving on down the list. Yeah, um... The Sparkle Horse documentary. Of course. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, we're actually doing um, two screenings of Donnie Darko and Southland Tales. I saw that on the list. Yes. Okay, that surprises me. Uh, with director Richard Kelly okay. coming in. That makes sense. And it's the 10th anniversary of Southland Tales, 15th anniversary of Donnie Darko. Okay. And, and I've never seen, I've never seen, what is it? Southland Southland Tales? Tales? I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen it either. Okay. Don't tell Jim that. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, both of those films sort of, when you, you wouldn't necessarily think they would fit in a music festival, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, Donnie Darko has that amazing Gary Jules cover of yeah. the Tear for Fears yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the music being good on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great soundtrack in both of those movies. Um, so, it, and it just, we were like, let's step outside the box a little bit and do something that people maybe wouldn't expect, that, but that we think is really cool. And if Richard Kelly wants to come in and do Q&As, fucking yeah. even better, you know? Because he made two batshit crazy movies. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why not just, you know, widen the umbrella a little bit exactly. and see what we can do? Uh, so, yeah, we're super excited um, about those. And then the, uh, the uh, uh, one other one that I'm super excited about, no surprise there, is uh, um, this Fat Records documentary yeah. called A Fat Wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously about Fat, Fat Records, Records, the label that Fat Mike from No Effects started. Mm-hmm. And it kind of follows the beginnings of that from the, like, 1990. Uh, concentrates mostly on, like, the those 90s. The boom. Sort of the boom, when pop punk was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, it just kind of shows that whole explosion of how you could not escape that style of music yeah, at, that, at, all. at that point. Yeah. Even if you wanted to. Even if you wanted to. Offspring was the biggest band in the world, and they were on an independent label. Yeah. That, that song came out when I was 17. So I remember because of the line, you're only 17. Yeah. And I was like, shit, that's right. I got I to gotta make, make good on this. <laughs> and then I did things, Rich Gill. I did things I can't talk about. And tell me, have. and what do you know about the Syl Johnson documentary? Because uh, I know a little bit about it, but not a whole lot. No, it's great. Um, that was one that we had seen 
really early in the year, and we were trying to get it. Um, we were going to do it as a monthly at the Trilon. Mm -hmm. We do uh, monthly screenings the at the Trilon. Trilon. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to get it all year, and they were just like, well, what do, how about we just wait until the festival? And we're like, all right, cool, because we just want to play it. Yeah. And um, for those of you not familiar with Sil Johnson, he's a, a 70s soul singer, um, unfortunately, who was on the same label and came out at the same time as Al Green. Yes. And Al Green got the push, yep. and he did not. Even though his songs were as good, some would say even, even better, better yeah. than Al Green's songs. And with that band, uh, the Willie, uh, what Willie, uh, Willie Johnson, shit. With, Willie Mitchell. Yeah. And with that Willie no. Mitchell band, I mean, they just that uh, and Peebles. I mean, it was just untouchable stuff. And Sil Johnson, I never thought yeah. got the got the respect he deserved. Yeah, and but now he can because he has a documentary out about him. And it's one of those things where it's you know. Like getting this sort of recognition later in life after being screwed over yep. so many times, um, it's it's just you know he has that wall up of like well you're just trying to screw me too. exactly yeah and so, nothing sadder than seeing that in some right older guys. yeah exactly and that's the thing like that's all they're used to yeah you know years and years of being fucked over I've been getting fucked over longer than you've been alive yeah, yeah. yeah. and just even you know when rap came out and it was like sampling was mm -hmm. unregulated so yep. you could take a Sil Johnson record sample it yeah and not give him any money exactly and what are you gonna do yep so make Sil Johnson pissed off. That's what unless you're, you're do. unless you're the RZA from Wu Tang Clan and give him a shitload of money, which is great. Yeah. So I, I got to see that. Um, and, but it's running from what day to what day? We got from the, uh, uh, from, the from the tenth to the thirteenth. The, the, the so it's coming up very soon. It's this week, damn it. It is. Yes. And uh, aside from all the screenings, we have some uh, really fun uh, parties yep. every night that we're doing. And let's go over them, uh, because I'm going to be, I'm, I'm proud to be doing something on the 11th, on that Friday. I will That's be right. at Muddy Waters, hosting a Sound Unseen themed Triviasco, yeah. which will be a hoot. Yes, very excited for that. Ooh, right there. Um, Ooh, look, I'm, I'm yeah. listed right there on the back. Uh, there you are. Yay, my name's spelled right and everything. No, it's not. You fucking spelled my name. What? Ian ran apostrophe S. What is that? Oh, oh my God. Jesus, man. How long have I been doing Fuck. this? <laughs> what am I getting paid for this shit again? I, Jesus, oh my this God. is not the time to see a typo with my name, Rich. <laughs> it's really not. I didn't even notice that until yeah. just now. I see also. How Colin Hayes' name spelled right. Well, we'll have, to go, we'll, have to go, we'll have to take a third pass at these. <laughs> this is a, uh, apologies there. <laughs> I'm never going to release this. Oh, this is whoops. not coming out. Oh, whoops, out. I didn't hit record. <laughs> this is not coming out. This is, ooh, yikes. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so Triviasco on Friday night. Um, How did you spell Triviasco, right? That's like, that's the made-up word. Well, I guess my last name's made up, too, but, you know, made up. By, well, yeah. everyone's anyway, names are exactly. made up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're excited about that, <laughs> even though we seem to have fucked up royally on the uh, oh, program. We had four people going over this, yeah. like making sure there were no typos. Yeah, at least, and one it's of only, one, well, at least one of them, my friend Rich Gill. Yeah, I know. It shows you how close I paid attention oh, when I signed off hurts. on these it proofs. <sighs> Actually, we might be able to fix it, though, because we have new ones going to print tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure it'll happen. So, yeah. Okay, so, anyway, but let's look out for that. moving okay. on to the positives. What else do we have? Uh, so Thursday night, November 10th, was, which is opening night at the festival, mm -hmm. uh, we have a show at Amsterdam Barn Hall. Yep. After our opening night film, Contemporary Color, with uh, the bands Graveyard Club, Lot, and Whiskey Rock and Roll Club. I saw Whiskey Rock and Roll Club at uh, the, uh, the Zombie Pub Crawl. I have not month. seen them yet. They're great. Yeah. 
they're really good. They had like one of the shittiest slots of the night, and I just happened to be in the neighborhood. Uh, and and or near the club and, and went in to check them out and it was really good. I mean it's yeah. it's great. I mean and whiskey rock and roll club. If you don't like the name, you won't like the band. Everything you need to know is right <laughs> there, right which there. is what you want. Which is yeah. what you want. See, and that's what I like in a band where it's like, what does this band sound like? Yeah. Exactly what you would assume they exactly. sound like. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Tom. Uh, it's like a Tom Petty song. You know, if the title <laughs> is the first four words of the song, like you won't back down. Okay, what's the song about? He's not going to back down. Back down. Right, there you go. That's yeah. all I got to know. <laughs> what's the song about? Well, it's called American Girl. It's about yeah. American Girl. Yeah, <laughs> so there yeah. you go. Uh, so then Friday, uh, Triviasco. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night, uh, we're going to be at the Triple Rock. Uh, doing a after party for the Fat Rack documentary, which is going to be great. As they recorded, uh, it wrote a song about the Triple Rock that I assume will be whiskey soaked and, and bad decisions will be made. Yes, and, and it's free. Oh Jesus! The, you guys are just setting yourself. Someone's going to die. Pretty much. Well, and No Effects is actually playing that day in town. Yeah. at the Caboose. So it's just a, a day long No Effects fest. Yeah. For you, uh, no effects fans, and yeah, the after party is free at the Triple Rock. Extreme Noise is uh, our good friends the who are helping people us. At Extreme Noise. They're going to be having some DJs come out and playing uh, easy listening music all night. As they should. A lot of Michael McDonald, I'm sure. Yep. Um, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's, I, that's I, if I do. If I do with five seconds of Michael McDonald, it sounds great. I do ten seconds of Michael McDonald, you're like, shut like, the fuck up. That's what horrible. What is this guy doing? Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, and then we're going to close it out Sunday night back at our favorite local watering hole, Muddy Waters, mm-hmm. with our closing night party uh, featuring DJ Shannon Blowtorch, a good yeah. friend of ours, yep. who um, is fantastic. And we are going to uh, hang out until they make us leave. That's great. That starts at 9 o'clock on that Sunday. uh, My Triviasco will be starting at 10 o'clock at Muddy Waters. Everybody pop by. I'd love to see each and every one of you. I'll be buying you a drink on Rich Gill's tab because he misspelled my fucking name. (laughs) Jesus. That is true. No, No, but it will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, and I've been working hard coming up with a bunch of good questions for that. And we're giving away good stuff. And we're giving away good stuff. It all makes sense. It's synergy, baby. Synergy. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun fun weekend of uh, no sleep and uh, good movies and some good parties. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. And then what do you, I mean, see, that's, this has got to be a really hard schedule because it's basically nonstop work. Yeah. I mean, in addition to, you know, other stuff you do, you have to pretty much give everything you have mm-hmm. to sound and scene. And then the week afterwards, I mean, I assume you just collapse in a pile. You're exactly correct. Okay. Yeah. It is a lot of, you know, basically starting Tuesday, the Tuesday before the festival until the Monday after it, it's just nonstop running around. Yeah. And, you know, we're introing movies at different venues. We're getting stuff ready for after parties. We're, uh, Oh, no, it's my turn. I got a call. <laughs> oh, look at you, yes, dick. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I didn't even care if I Uh, we're making sure that, you know, visiting filmmakers are taken care of. Yeah. And, um, uh, we have jurors who are, pay- who are picking a, it's uh, best of fest film. Um, so we're making sure that, you know, they have everything that they need and they're getting to the place. Yeah, so I mean, you're basically, you know, just, you're herding cats and you're spinning plates. Yeah, and trying to stay drunk the entire time yeah. also, yeah, which, which is, is difficult. sometimes, well, it depends on how hard you try. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, let's mention your sponsors. I'm going to do a shout out because, I mean, I'm, I'm so supportive of this. I want to make sure everybody gets their needs taken care of. So yeah. uh, we have Indeed Brewing, spectacular, yes. Yes. Extreme Noise, spectacular, Muddy Waters. Yep. Uh, McNally Smith 
and the current, uh, please support them all because they're actually supporting something in the community that's that's making some change. Yeah, and, and you have two people named Cat as volunteers. We do. Oh, yeah. Good figure. Huh. How, how how does that happen? Minneapolis man, it tells you seriously. Uh, but yeah, you know we couldn't we we couldn't do this without our sponsors and uh, volunteer help. Where's our waitress? I really want another girl. This first PBR went great. Uh oh, there she goes. She's walking. Nope, she's walking directly to the popcorn. Has no interest in me at all. Oh. Um, and speaking of popcorn, you earlier you you mentioned earlier that you have an unfortunate associate. Yeah, how long were you how long were you working at the Uptown? And are you still at the Uptown? I'm still at the Uptown. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been there for 13 years. Now that's great. Now explain explain uh, what you do at the Uptown Theater, the uh, the landmark theater in both terms of the name in Uptown Minneapolis. And the neighborhood was named after the theater, right? I think it was that that was because uh, it doesn't make any sense that Uptown is down and downtown is up. I always assume. Yeah. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that's yeah. outside of your pay grade. Right. I'm not. What, what do you do there? Uh, well, I'm the assistant manager, uh, so I do a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff. Okay. Give a good answer. Do you, want, <laughs> do you want anything? Uh, Another round? Yeah. Yeah. Should I keep talking? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so as the assistant manager, I'm just kind of in charge of a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff, but then also uh, programming the midnight movies, which has been one of our... Uh, long-running traditions at the Uptown and uh, uh, just kind of, you know, doing a lot of that uh, film programming stuff for that and um, I lost my train of thought. I just got back so I can't help you out. Uh, <laughs> do I have any follow-up questions for you? I assume you did a great job. Uh, How has it been post-remodel uh, there? Because, I mean, that was a big deal and everybody was like a little bit like, yeah. oh, they're going to change the vibe. And you change the vibe, but it just doesn't seem as decrepit as it once did, which is the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, we have a full bar there mm -hmm. now, which is fantastic. Why am I not hosting? Why am I not getting my name misspelled on events there? Jeez, I don't know. We have a you full know, bar. For we really should. And we still do the midnight movies. I don't know why. You know, we had... Um, we had Harmar Superstar come in to intro Home mm -hmm. Alone one night. Okay. Um, so we've done, you know, we can I did Pulp Fiction years ago. I think yeah. I, I think I did, did I do that twice? I don't know. Yeah, but I've, Maybe. Yeah, I've, we, I've we been did lucky that. enough to been pulled into stuff there, which is great. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing where it's like, you know, people have been really uh, supportive of that place. Pre-renovation, when we could do live music, we can't do live music anymore because okay. of our liquor license. I see. Um, but I was actually, about a week ago, I was looking through the list of artists who have performed there that we just kind of pulled out of our asses, like, maybe we can get them to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, uh, Anvil yeah, played I there. Yeah, I saw Anvil. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, Brother Ali played mm -hmm. there. Uh, uh, we had the um, Ghostbusters of Minneapolis yep. come out. Um, I know them well. Uh, Chris Maddock. Uh, and Brandon Reynoso have done stuff. Matic, a, a, another guest of, of, of uh, yeah. Bar Mitzvah. Uh, so we've had, you know, we've been lucky that we've been able, that we were able to have like awesome bands come in. Uh, Vampire Hands, with, yep. with, yeah, like just a bunch of really fun stuff. My Guns N' Roses cover band played there. Well, I mean, the, 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 you can't always have winners there, Rich. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I know that's true. We did bill ourselves as the uh, the world or the. Uh, Minneapolis's most adequate Guns N' Roses cover band. We weren't a tribute band because yeah. we didn't really dress up like them. That's pretty. But, you know. Who are you? Are uh, you Izzy? I, no, I was Axel. I don't play any instruments. Okay. And so I don't you have seem like an Izzy to me. 
in in personality and maybe extracurricular activities. Yeah, and demeanor. Yeah. <laughs> and demeanor, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Now, you've uh, seen more than your fair share of movies, both at the Uptown and as a part of Sound Unseen. Mm-hmm. What do you believe the best Minneapolis movie to be? Now, as we have a lot that have been filmed here, a handful that have been written about here. Um, I just I jotted some down. We've got Untamed Heart, Purple Rain, Mall Rats, Mighty Ducks, Simple Plan, um, no, Simple Man. Why the hell did I write down Simple Plan? Because <laughs> you're thinking of the pop punk band? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, Coen Brothers movie, Civil Plan, and I... Serious I Man. Serious Man. Jesus, what am yeah. I doing here? And Serious Man, the Coen Brothers movie. I'll, I'll edit that so it sounds like <laughs> I, I thought of it right off the top of my head. Where's my whiskey there? There okay. we go. Um, and I, I include Gran Torino, because that should be... Yeah. And uh, keep the change. Look Thank at that. you. Spectacular. Thank Thanks you very much. Thank you. Um, not quite. Get, almost. You're pacing yourself, as, as, as a wise man does. Cheers. Cheers. But I include Gran Torino. And as a resident of Northeast Minneapolis, Gran Torino kind of ticks me off because when uh, Clint Eastwood took that movie on, he famously said, I'm not going to change a single word of dialogue in this movie. It's perfect as is. But, you know, we don't have to film it in Northeast Minneapolis. Let's film it somewhere else. Which yeah. Is bullshit. Um, yeah. What's your favorite Minneapolis movie? I think I've got mine, but I don't... Uh... Um, well, uh, just because of personal involvement, I think Los Enchiladas... Los Enchiladas? ...would probably be up there. But also, um, I, you know, going back to the uh, Barfly thing, I thought Factotum Factotum, was... yeah. I, I think I saw part of that by accident on IFC one day. Because I remember yeah. I was like, I was one of the people who tried really hard... Oh no! I tried really hard to get in, like to be an extra or something on yeah. it, but it didn't. I never got it together. I remember bowling at Bryant Lake Bowl next to Matt Dillon <laughs> when they were filming that. Why is it that Matt Dillon's in half the movies that have been made in Minneapolis in the last twenty-five years? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one in Mallrats also. Yeah, Mallrats is good. I'm going for Untamed Heart. There's nice. something very quaint about it. There's something kind of lovable about it. About it, and there's something. Obscenely wrong about Marissa Tomei's fake Minnesota accent. It's yeah. a non-existent accent that's a hodgepodge of various other bad accents that you learn in acting school, and, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. So yet again, come down and visit me on the 11th of November. Uh, Sound unseen uh, triviasco at Muddy Waters. It's 11:11, so I assume I will fit in more than one the Spinal Tap reference. I would hope so. Uh, Rich, thank you very much for being my guest tonight. Now we have a shot uh, at... Look at that. There we go. You know what? This Jim Beam isn't bad. I was giving you a hard time for nothing, but what is that? It's There's good. Some, maybe, it's, maybe I'm used to the sweet. I don't know. I grew up with Jack Daniels guy. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Um, but thank you again for being our guest. Yet again, uh, 17th Annual Sound Unseen. It runs November 10th to 13th. Uh, go out, support them. That Wednesday to that Sunday, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Thursday, thir- yeah, Wednesday through Sunday. So go out, see as many of them as you can. All you have to do is go to soundunseen.com or follow their hashtag SU17. This is one of those great things here in town that should be supported. Um, and I look at the listeners of the Dive Bar Mitzvah in a rarefied company because you're supporting me. So if you're going to go that far down the hole, why not go for something even, go even a better? Farther. Even better. And, <laughs> yeah. and go to as many Sound Unseen films as you can. Yet again, that website is soundunseen.com. You can find them on Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram, probably Snapchat. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they've got. We haven't old, got there yet. Maybe they've got an old Friendster account sitting around. Maybe find it on on the Facebook. Makeout club. On, on the, yeah. Um, so everybody, yet again, thank you for uh, thank you for uh, being our guest today, Rich. And uh, thank let you. me now. Uh, talk about my sponsors pointlessly for a while. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, our friends at Stand Up Records mentioned earlier the people who helped put on the Low Central Lotus thing. Uh, Stand Up Records, we like our comedy like we like our booze, straight up and bitter. Check them out at standuprecords.com. They have new records out all the time. And the uh, Roku channel, uh, the Stand Up channel, it's good. It's got old episodes. It is good. Have you seen it? it? I, I have it. Well, I had it. You had it? Well, I'm this is almost as bad as this whole fucking misspelling my name shit, man. <laughs> I downloaded it on my uh, ex girlfriend's Roku, <laughs> so she has it now. She has it. Well, she's gonna yes. be. She'll be the guest next week then. Yes. So spend the thirty bucks, Rich Gill. Go get another Roku <laughs> and add the Stand Up Channel. It's got new stuff all the time. And speaking of Chris Maddock, uh, his show Uprising is up there. It is a monthly series. Uh, we film at the Joke Joint in Lilydale, Minnesota. We have some of the best comics. It's all hosted by our premier local comedian, Chris Maddock, who I think is leaving us at some point. He keeps threatening to move what? away. Why? So, uh, well, I know. I know. Trust Didn't me. Nate Abshire already move? You know what? We, we, the hits just keep on coming. Why? We can't lose anymore. I know, right? Well, we've got to start making new ones. <laughs> uh, and to do that, what's, what could be a better medium to make new comedians than our friends at Pabst Blue Ribbon. Always in the picture and always in good taste. PBR, add extra flair to those leisure time activities. Put original Pabst Blue Ribbon in the picture. People of good taste naturally go for its old time beer flavor. Next time, uh, oh, original Pabst. Brewed as it was, I can't edit this because now I've got music underneath and you'll hear the glitches. Damn it. Uh, original Pabst, brewed as it was when it won the Blue Ribbon in 1893. So next time, put yourself in the picture. Enjoy original Pabst Blue Ribbon. And uh, not only do we have uh, the 1111 uh, Sound Unseen themed Triviasco, I've moved Triviasco uh, from Monday, where it lived at the Country Bar, all the way to Thursday. A much better night, and we're starting an hour later. So 8 o'clock. Thursdays at the Country Bar, or as it's known colloquially, the Cunt, uh, we'll be doing Triviasco. We'll be giving away $50 worth of good stuff. If you haven't been there since the remodel, it's gorgeous, and it has the same wings as always, the same shorty and wag wings. They're delicious. I'm a good host. You'll have fun. We'll entertain. I'll entertain you. I'll get drunk. You'll mention you heard it on the podcast. I'll give you a hug. It'll get awkward, but it'll be fine. You know what? It's, it's, it'll, it'll, it'll pass. Much like our lives do in front of us. It's all part of the ether, baby. Um, and also, I'm hosting the uh, S- uh, Stone Arch Beer Fest at the airport. Yes, I'm working at the airport for, uh, for a night. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. And there's a ticket giveaway you can find on our Facebook page. So go there. Uh, enter to win tickets to this. It's the new craft beer bar at the, uh, at the airport, and it's good stuff. And I'm proud and uh, happy and lucky to be involved with that. So seriously, Rich, again, thanks again for hanging out with me. Thanks for having me in. Good to see you. We still have a lot of booze left, so we're going to keep we do. on hanging out. We're going to hang out. Yet again, everybody, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. That's how it's done. All right. Too early in the day for me to be drinking whiskey. I could tell in my voice immediately. I'm like, oh, that guy's been drinking whiskey.